0: Hey everybody, welcome home. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. Would you pray with me today before we get into the Word of God and come into agreement with me, and I'm gonna come into agreement with you that over the course of this broadcast, you and I are going to see some things from the Word of God. We're gonna hear some things from the Spirit of God that changes our lives forever. Father, we worship you today. We give you all the praise and all the glory for being such a good Father God to us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for proving your love to us. We come boldly before your word today with eyes open, ears open, and a heart wide open to receive from you. We want to see Jesus. We want to hear his voice. We want to understand who he is in us and who we are in him. And We give you all the thanks and all the praise for the good work that you've begun in our lives, and we know that you are faithful to finish it. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. On last week's broadcast, we began a new series called Keeper's of the faith. And if you missed that uh, episode of Legacy Television, I invite you to go back to our website, pearsonsministries.com. You can watch it for free. You can watch it from the Legacy Studios app. Whatever you do, get the Word of God into your life. That's what our website's about. That's what our app's about. It's all about you having access to the anointed Word of God. That's what brings change into our lives. When we began a series, like I said, we're calling Keepers. Of the faith, and our our primary text was here in Second Timothy chapter four. So, if you have your Bible, I want you to turn there with me. If you don't, uh, we'll put these scriptures on the screen, and you can follow along. But it's important that you set your eyes on the Word of God. Listen to what Paul said to Timothy in Second Timothy chapter four, verses six and seven. He said, "I'm already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand." And he said in verse seven, "I have." fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have kept the faith. You know, I don't, I don't know how old you are, where you are in your life right now. We've got people watching this broadcast from all over the world. I know we have young, we have old, we've got everything in between. But no matter where you are in your life, in the course of your life, you need to be living with an awareness of the end. Now, now, don't let that sound morbid or depressing to you. It's not. This is the way God lives. He declares the end from the beginning. This is how you live and walk by faith. You let the word of God and the spirit of God create in you a picture of what it's supposed to look like. It being you, your life, your health, your finances. You let the word of God create in you a picture of what could and should be. See, everybody else lives based on what it is, what it looks like, what it feels like now. But those of us who live and walk by faith and are determined to continue to do so, we live not by what we see, but by what we believe to see. And the psalmist said it like this. He said, I would have lost heart. I would have given up. I would have quit if I hadn't believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And you might be looking around right now going, I don't see a whole lot of the goodness of God. Well, two things. There's more of it there than you know. Ask the Lord to open your eyes to his goodness and you will see it. But number two, it's not about what you see right now. It's about what you will believe to see. And how good is God? He's as good as you say he is. He's as good as you believe him to be. And the big differences between us and a lot of other people, there's not a lot of big doctrinal differences between us and other parts of the body of Christ. The biggest difference is we believe he is so good, so good that he would save you, so good that he would heal you, so good that he would prosper you. We believe in the goodness of God. Now, why did I get into all that? I'm not quite sure to be honest with you. Somebody needs to hear it though. We're talking about Speaking the end from the beginning. Letting the Lord create in you an image of what you look like, not right now, but a year from now, 10 years from now. Go ahead and get the end on your mind. And while you're at it, make the determination that you're gonna live your life in such a way that you can stand in the presence of Jesus when you come to the end. When you, like Paul, are being ready to be poured out as a drink offering and the time of your departure is at hand, don't let that time sneak up on you. You need to live with an awareness of it right now. Because even, even in that time, that's not the end. Eternity goes on well beyond that. But you wanna be able to stand in the presence of Jesus and say the same thing Paul did. You wanna be able to say, I fought the good fight, I finished the race, and I have kept. The faith. I'm determined to be a keeper of the faith. And that's what I want you to be keepers, you and I, keepers of the faith. And I don't just mean somebody who believes in the existence of a God. You know, people label that faith, and fine, whatever. But when I hear the word faith, faith in God, faith in his word. To me, that's much more than just the belief in some being out there. No, that's belief. Like I said, not just in the existence of God, but in the goodness of God, in the authority of his word, in the integrity of his word. And I want to be able to look him in the eye and say, I held on to my faith. Now, most people, like we said on last week's broadcast, if they were honest, if they came to the end, if they were honest with themselves and honest with God, most people would have to say, I fought poorly. I quit the race early. And somewhere along the way, I lost my faith. What you've got to understand is this is what Satan's after. Do you realize that Satan doesn't really care about your health He doesn't really care about the state of your finances. He really couldn't care about the quality of your life or your marriage. What he's after is your faith. He's after your faith in God. He's after your faith in the word because if he can get your faith, he's ruined your health. If he can get your faith, if he can rob you of that, then he has robbed you of any chance of prospering in God if he can rob you of your faith in God for a flourishing marriage and a family that that is a testimony of the goodness of God, if he can take away your faith in God for that, then yeah, you'll have a home full of strife. He's after your faith, but you want to be able to stand in the presence of Jesus and say, Jesus, I'm a keeper of the faith. I didn't let anyone or anything talk me out of it. I didn't let symptoms of sickness, disease, or an evil diagnosis talk me out of by your stripes, I was healed. I didn't let any kind of lack talk me out of my belief and my faith that you came to give me life and give it to me more abundantly. Jesus, I have kept the faith. And really Paul would go on here and talk about the crown that was laid up for him. And I believe it's other translations, maybe even other places where he talks about being able to give back to Jesus what Jesus had given to him. Man, what an an awesome thought it is to think about standing in the presence of Jesus and saying, that faith that you gave me, I held it, I kept it, I guarded it, I protected it, and now I'm returning it back to you. The image that comes to mind is kind kind of funny, but I think about a running back in football, you know, the the quarterback receives the ball and it's a run play. So what does he do? He turns to the running back, it's a handoff. And you learn, if you're going to play football from the time you're little, all the way up through the pros, you learn one thing, protect the ball. Keep that ball safe. You keep it safe. You don't let anybody take it from you. And if you're into watching sports or football at all, you see sometimes these replays where these running backs get tackled. They just get hammered by some guy flying across the field at, him at 100 miles an hour. And you watch these replays in slow motion. A lot of times you see they're not just going after the player. They're going after the ball. You watch a guy come in there. Yeah, he might be tackling him with this arm, but here comes that fist. You see it over and over. Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. And he is coming to try to knock that ball out of his hand. But that running back, if he's doing what he's been told to do, he's keeping it. He's protecting it. He's guarding it not letting anyone or anything get this out of his hands. Well, you know, you gotta be the same way with your faith in God. To be a keeper of the faith, does not it doesn't just mean that you continue to believe there's a God, that's wonderful. But if you look these words up, a keeper, to keep it literally means to guard it, to protect it, to keep it from being stolen. We talked on last week's broadcast about what element of our spiritual fitness is going to have to be in place for us to come to the end of this life and say, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. It's going to require endurance. I told you what the Lord said to me a year and a half ago. He said, Jeremy, I want you fit by 40. And the verse that he spoke that to me out of was here in 2 Timothy, just a couple of chapters before where we're reading right now. And in chapter two, he said that you could become a vessel of honor, sanctified and fit for the master's use. And the Lord spoke to me and said, Jeremy, I want you fit by 40. In other words, something's coming. That verse goes on to talk about being prepared for every good word. What are you getting ready for right now? Because that's what faith does, man. Faith gets ready. Faith prepares And I'm determined along with our staff, along with our family, we are determined that when the Lord opens up the door, the next door of opportunity for us to step through, we're gonna be ready. I'm gonna be prepared for that work. I'm gonna be fit and in shape for my master to use me. But an element of that fitness, it's not just strength. It's not just the ability to to lift something heavy, push something big. That's not the only element of our fitness. Fitness is not just strength, it's strength and endurance. Go to the book of Hebrews chapter 10, and let me show this to you. Hebrews chapter 10, and listen to what the word says about endurance. If you read in Hebrews chapter 10, start in verse 32, he says, recall the former days in which after you were illuminated, or in other words, the light came on. I mean, do you remember that time in your life when the light came on spiritually, so to speak, and you saw Jesus for who he said he was and is? Do you remember when the light came on in you? You were illuminated and the work of the Holy Spirit did something big in you, did something bright in you, and you saw God, you saw his word in a way you never had before. Well, these people had in the same way you and I both had. He said, recall those former days after you were illuminated. Notice this, you endured. You endured a great struggle with sufferings. In other words, you lasted longer than the persecution that was against you. If we're going to be keepers of the faith, we're going to have to outlast some persecution. Verse 33, partly while you were made a spectacle, both by reproaches and tribulations, and partly while you became companions of those who were so treated, for you had compassion on me in my chains and joyfully accepted the plundering of your goods, knowing, knowing that you have a better and enduring possession. What kind of possession? enduring. One that lasts and lasts and lasts. That's endurance. You have a better and enduring possession for yourselves in heaven. And Notice what he says in verse 35. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. Don't cast away your confidence. What's he saying to him? Keep your faith. Don't throw it away. Be a keeper of the faith. Don't throw away your confidence. Yeah, you gotta think back on those days. Maybe for some of you, it was a long time ago. Maybe for some of you, it was last week. But there was joy in your heart about the things of God. There was an excitement in your life about being a part of the things of God and being involved in the local body in your church, serving the Lord, spending time in prayer, time in the word. There was an excitement in you about it and i know what it's like for that excitement to wane and to that that flame to just sort of dwindle down to a flicker but he's challenging us go back he said recall those days when the light first came on in you <coughs> excuse me and And you endured, you endured persecution. You endured the plundering of your goods. Yeah. Think back on that and don't throw away the confidence. Don't throw away the faith you had then. Don't let anyone or anything talk you out of it. Now you were excited about it. Then stir it up now in Jesus name, get excited about it again today. Why? So you can stay with this thing. Keep going, keep going, keep going. And he says this, there's a promise here. Don't cast away your confidence because it has a great reward. Don't throw in the towel. If you'll just endure if you'll believe and continue to believe, if you'll believe and keep believing that what God said to you is true and by your faith in his word, it will come to pass in your life, there is a reward, praise God, on the other side of your endurance. But endurance, it's not a sprint. A sprint requires no endurance. And and (laughs) my son, Justice, he's kind of into this now. He's seven years old. But from the time he was two, I think, He's been all about racing. We've got video of him when he was a toddler. We'd say, what's your name? And he'd say, my name's Justice James Pearsons. I'm the fastest boy in the world. Justice James Pearsons. I'm the fastest boy in the world. That to him was a part of his name. Justice James Pearsons. I'm the fastest boy in the world. And he has been into racing for years now. And we thought it was going to be something that kind of went away, but here he is seven years old in the second grade. And every day, He and I are talking about a race that he had at school. And daddy, I'm the fastest in my class. Or daddy, uh, so-and-so beat me today, but not by much. And I'm fastest on the soccer team. And you know what? The kid's fast. He's actually pretty fast. I watch him out there playing soccer and he can haul it across that field. I'm like, that's my boy. That's my boy. But uh, some time ago, studying some of these things, the very things I'm talking to you about right now, endurance, and I sat down with Justice and I said, you know something, bud? Speed is amazing. Speed is awesome. We started talking about some of the fastest runners in the world, looking up these guys online on the internet and and watching them race. Like, look how fast he is. That's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. Look, he got from here to there in just a few seconds. It's amazing. And we would talk about who's the fastest. If I were to ask you, you probably know. Usain Bolt. You've heard that name before, right? He's a Jamaican uh, sprinter. He holds all kinds of world records, Olympic records, fastest man in the world. It's amazing. Don't get me wrong, it's amazing. But how many of you have ever heard of a guy named Dean Karnazes? Do I have any Dean Karnazes fans out there? Well, listen, Justice had never heard of Dean Karnazes. I really hadn't either until I started looking into some of these things. Dean Karnazes is an endurance runner. And I know most of us haven't heard of him unless you're like involved in that sport and you're passionate about track and field, endurance running, then maybe you've heard of him, but I know I never had. Speed impresses us, but endurance somehow just goes under the radar. We don't notice those people who have great endurance, but I don't think God's that way. I think one of the things that really impresses him is those who not just started a race or ran quickly, but those who finished it, those who fought the good fight and got to the end and said, I kept the faith. And I started telling Justice about this guy named Dean Karnazes. And I said, buddy, do you know this guy here? You ever heard of him? No, daddy, I've never heard of him. Well, guess what? This guy ran seven marathons in seven days on seven different continents. That's amazing. It's almost difficult to even wrap the human brain around. Not only did he do that, but this guy, Dean Karnazes, come on, let me hear it, all you Karnazes fans out there. He ran from Disneyland in Anaheim, California to the Empire State Building in New York City in something like 70 days, something like that. That's endurance running, just nonstop running. I imagine he slept a little and ate here and there, but just 70-something consecutive days, that is endurance. At one point, I believe if I have this right, he ran over, I believe it's over 350 miles without stopping. It was 80 something hours of running. That's endurance. That's endurance. And I got to tell you, that impresses me. I don't know if it impresses you, but it impresses me. Think about spiritual endurance. The walk of faith, is a long walk. It's a long walk. And notice what the scripture says. Don't throw away your confidence. It has great reward. Verse 36, for you have need of endurance. If the Bible says you need endurance, baby, guess what you need? (laughs) Endurance. This is what God is looking for from us. Yeah. He loves it. Of course, when we get excited about his word, absolutely. God loves a good amen just as much as any preacher, but even more than you getting excited on a Sunday morning and then walking out the door of a church and forgetting what you heard, God's looking for somebody who will hear his word and keep his word. Just like Paul said, I have kept the faith, somebody who will keep their faith and keep the word. Jesus said it like this in the book of Luke chapter 11. He said, blessed are those who hear the word and keep it. And you read that and you think, okay, if I hear it, I got to do it. And of course, that's, that's absolutely the truth. It's the doers of the word that, get, that receive the blessing. But you look up that word keep, and it doesn't just mean do it, it means guard it. Man, like that football player who's protecting the ball. Like somebody who's got something valuable and they refuse to let anyone or anything take it away from them, talk them out of it, or rob it away. Somebody who refuses to let Satan come and steal the word of God that was sown in their hearts. Jesus is saying, you're blessed. You're blessed if you hear it and keep it. It's a good thing to hear the word, but the blessing comes from hearing it, keeping it, guarding it, protecting it. How are you gonna do that? You do that with endurance. You have need of endurance. Now we've got just a minute left. Let me read to you these next few verses here. Verse 36 again, Hebrews 10, you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise for yet a little while and he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Somebody shouted out loud, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Verse 38, now the just, that's us, that's you, that's me, shall live by faith. And if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we, notice this, we are not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. That's who we are. We are the just and we live and we walk by faith. That's forward motion in faith. We are not those who draw back. The word said it here. Anybody who draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him if you were to keep reading just a few verses later, you would find out that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So what is it that pleases God? It's a life lived moving forward in faith, not backward in fear. But I'm going to tell you something, this walk of faith, it's a long walk and it's going to require some endurance. This is not just a walk around the block this is not just a walk around the neighborhood. This is the, de- the declaration and the determination. I am going to walk this walk of faith from now for the rest of my life and I will fight the good fight and I will finish the race and I will keep the faith.